0: I, too, am recording.
1: Are you doing the backup? Definitely. Liar.
0: That's definitely a thing I'm doing right now. You're
1: such a liar. Yeah, I, I know your tells. I can tell you're lying. You
0: don't know my tells at all, whatsoever. You think uh, yes, you know my I tells. Do. Because I'm playing a long game.
1: No, yeah, are not. Yeah. And I, I know you're lying. And, again, I repeat this. If there's a problem with the recording... You're doing this by yourself.
0: Okay, but I just want to say that I've seen the hustler, so I know what I'm doing here, okay? Right? Even though you think you know what my tells are, in reality, what will happen is that as soon as we start playing poker for money, (laughs) then, then, ooh, 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 you're going to be taken to town. Mm. Uh
1: Uh-huh. Sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna hit you with my royal flush. I don't really know how poker works, honestly. Obviously. Hello. You're listening to Brazil Myths, an insane journey through the world of Brazilian politics, with your hosts Larissa Peixoto, political scientist, and Garrett Davis, the person who, according to Killer Mike, is the man behind the man behind the man behind the throne. Coming up on this episode, backed by popular demand, it's a State of Your Nuts episode! Hooray! This week we're talking about Amapá, with Larissa taking a deep dive into the history and politics of that particular region, Please remember to rate and review us wherever you rate and review things. Maybe you've picked up the latest Dan Brown novel. I mean, somebody must be still buying these books. And you've got onto Goodreads. And you're like, overall, this was a solid entry into the canon of Robert Langdon. The bit where he had a fistfight with a kung fu master seemed a bit far-fetched, considering he's supposed to be an expert in symbols but other than that i'd say i definitely give it three out of five also why not check out brazil nuts podcast probably like it it's okay i mean better than a damn brown novel that's not exactly a high bar to set but still you know it's pretty great okay bye There's a reality TV competition called Dancing on Ice. Now, it's ITV's answer to BBC's Strictly Come Dancing, which is the British version of...
1: Of Dancing with the Stars.
0: That's right, of Dancing with the Stars, exactly that. Uh, Now, uh, obviously, ITV needed something to be able to compete with the almighty juggernaut, which is Strictly. And so they came up with this idea. And this idea is basically the same thing as Strictly, except you do it on ice. So...
1: (laughs) That seems so such a bad idea. That seems terrible. It is. It's
0: a terrible idea. However, it did lead to one of my favorite television moments of all time, which is Uh when a guy named Todd Carty, who is a soap star in EastEnders. Yes. Are you aware of EastEnders at all?
1: I know it's a long-running soap opera.
0: It is a very long-running soap opera, and it is set in the East End of London, hence the name EastEnders. EastEnders, and East yes. EastEnders, and and there's a lot of people going, what's going on? Like that. That's, that's basically the... Uh, <laughs> That's basically the episode format for every single episode of EastEnders you will ever see, honestly. <laughs> so, anyway, Todd Carty was, uh, was, in, was in EastEnders for the longest time. And uh, he left EastEnders to pursue other career opportunities, one of which was dancing on ice.
1: A great, great move.
0: Yeah, and he was legitimately hopeless at ice skating in, in the same way... That if you took a badger and put it in a set of roller skates, <laughs> right? Then that would be the same way that Todd Carty skates, essentially. <laughs> anyway, he was doing a routine to help by the Beatles. Help? Yeah. Oh, Help, Jesus. I need somebody. No. Help. Not You know how help goes by the Beatles, right?
1: Yes, I know it by heart.
0: Yeah, well, there we go. Okay, so he was doing a routine to help. By the Beatles, and he gets halfway through the routine and the as he's skating along, the back end of one of his skates clips the front end of the other, and so he stumbles. and normally what this would what this would would end up with is him face planting on the floor. but he manages to keep his balance long enough that he goes completely off the stage entirely off the stage with his arms waving like this, <laughs> which you can't see. But imagine imagine one of those giant inflatable men with the wavy arms and the bopping heads and all the rest of it. the, the, the <laughs> One of those things, right? So that happens, and he goes completely off stage. The routine ends, and he comes back on and goes, thank you, and then walks out. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Genuinely one of my well, favorite things ever. As
1: it turns out, he did need help because he fell off the stage.
0: Yes, he needed a lot of help with his skating yeah. stuff. <laughs> the thing is, though, is that what you have to understand is that there's very few career opportunities for Zedless celebrities in the UK. It's either
1: Zedless. <laughs> I
0: mean, it's Todd Carty, for Christ's sake. He's, I mean, you know. When the adverts for denture cream dry up, then, quite frankly, you don't have much left.
1: (laughs) How old is this guy?
0: I don't know. Late 40s, possibly?
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. And he's already doing denture cream?
0: Well, no, I was just... That was just the first thing I could think of what would be advertised during the middle of the afternoon. Because you know that things, like, have, have, have advertising slots, obviously. When you go on TV and you go, say, for example, okay, well, during... A big football game will advertise cars and will advertise, you know, soft drinks and that kind of thing, you know.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah. Well, obviously, for that, you need kind of a big star to be able to... If, you, if you're if going to hire somebody to appear in your advert, you'd want somebody who would be kind of a big star to be able to do it. Right? Yeah? Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: Okay. Right. Because currently, at the moment, on UK television, Robert De Niro is advertising... Um, some shit i don't know (laughs) oh no actually he's advertising a car i think thinking about it whatever regardless the point is Does
1: robert de niro really need money that badly that he's doing tv adverts
0: i don't know i'm gonna try and do a i was gonna try and do a robert de niro impression then and then i just i just know i'm
1: glad you did not i
0: can you talking to me no anyway oh see so you did it i know you did it i know see so you put it in my head then i can't do robert de niro i can't do al pacino either you know my pacino impression is basically him from senate of a woman going Hu-ah! like that that's all i can do
1: and <laughs> that's everyone's al pacino impression Hu-ah! even me pacino. and i have never seen that movie
0: yeah, really you've never seen? you've never yeah. seen Scent- how have you not seen senate of a woman with Chris O'Donnell. Oh no,
1: that's Scent of a Woman, yes. No, that is from Scent of a Woman. I have seen Scent of a Woman.
0: There you go! See? And he does that. I
1: understood. No, yes. Dance! I have seen that With one. that
0: British lady. Yes. And
1: yeah. then there's a very young Matt Damon in it, right?
0: No, Chris O'Donnell.
1: Oh yeah, Chris O'Donnell. This is the yeah, same no. person.
0: They are, not, they are nowhere near the same person. One oh, of come them.
1: on. It's the square jaw, blonde, American guy. One same of thing.
0: them is in law and order something something with iced tea and the other one is actually successful
1: <laughs> it's not law and order it's ncis oh the same
0: fucking show come on now i mean no
1: it's... law and order has way more street cred how do i know this my father watches ncis and does not watch law and order he loves NCIS.
0: See now that would suggest that NCIS then is the better is the better quality programming than order. No, Loda. no,
1: no, no. My dad has bad t- taste in television. Does he? It's improving. Yeah, it's improving now with the pandemic because he's watched everything. Uh-huh. He's out of things to watch. So now he started to watch just whatever. So there's a French show that he found on cable as we have discussed Off stage, he enjoys Graham Norton.
0: Peek behind the curtain here, folks. Yeah. Yeah. We actually have occasional conversations when this (laughs) show isn't on air. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: And now, as Borgen started playing on Netflix, Mm -hmm. Netflix Brazil, Mm -hmm. he started watching it, which is a proud moment for me, because Borgen is one of my favorite TV shows, and I've watched it, like five times, and I'm watching
0: it again now. Oh, okay. Good. I like Borgen as well. I haven't seen it in forever, actually.
1: Everyone should like Borgen.
0: Yeah. Borgen's a good show. By the way, when does the Statue of Limitations run out on spoilers for TV shows, so we can talk about it? Because I have a rant. Which one? I have a rant that I need to get about off my Borgen? chest. About No, not about No, 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 no. There's a TV show on Netflix called Criminal? I don't yes. know if you've seen you it yet. You can talk
1: about season one. You cannot talk about season two.
0: Because you haven't seen it yet.
1: Because I haven't seen the last episode. Uh-huh. And because most people probably haven't finished it yet.
0: Okay. All right, then. Have you seen any of Criminal UK season two yet?
1: I've seen the first three.
0: Did you see the Kit Harrington episode? Yes. Okay. We need to talk about this. And we need to talk yes. about this, like, very much so about how what a fucking shit show that nonsense is but yeah yeah also this would probably be this would probably be a good idea to to shoehorn in what next week's episode is gonna be about anyway because next week's episode we are planning on a wee bit of a cultural exchange yeah between the two yes. of us
1: we are doing a new thing we're gonna hope it works mm-hmm Gareth has never seen Central Station or Central do Brasil, as it is called in my native language.
0: Which, I'm reliably informed, is one of two Brazilian movies ever made. The other one I've seen, which is City of God.
1: (laughs) Well, it's uh, one of the the ones that have come the closest to winning an Oscar. The other one being City of God.
0: Mm -hmm. Didn't City of God win an Oscar?
1: No, it was just nominated.
0: Ballocks! that's terrible that's terrible city of god is amazing
1: it was nominated for a bunch of them
0: yeah i mean city of city of god is uh, i can't speak today honestly if i call city of god scissors of god one more time i swear <laughs> to god i'm like, <laughs> cut my own tongue i would
1: out. i would point out that i i watched city of god probably at way too young an age like right now people would think no that is not an appropriate film for a 14 year old to watch. Oh. And I went with my class. Yes, it was a class field trip.
0: I see now that's the thing. I say it's entirely fine. It's entirely appropriate for a 14-year-old to watch. I thought you were gonna say I watched it when I was seven, and I was gonna go, no, no, that is not an appropriate age to watch so no, you've got, no, No. What was the what was the oldest movie you were too young to to watch? I don't
1: know because To be fair, like the the movie that I most watched ever in my whole life was The Sound of Music.
0: Oh God! Okay.
1: And I could only understand what the hell they were running away from much later in life. Like I had no idea what the hell was going on. And when I first started that uh, that journey in my life, where I watched that movie every day because my mom recorded it for me on VHS. Oh my God! I'm old.
0: I miss VHS so much.
1: I don't.
0: I do. I really do. I miss the idea that if you paused it for long enough it would mark the tape. And so what would happen is that you'd go you'd be able to tell your the, the, the exact time last time you watched it where you went, Ah, you know what, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go and get a sandwich now.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so to understand what was going on in the sound of music, it took many years of my life. And by then I already knew it by heart. Okay. So long, farewell. I'll be the same as you.
0: don't don't stop, stop your nonsense. Stop it now. Stop. I think
1: people have come to expect us to sing in every episode now
0: they haven't though that's the thing it's just it's just something I cannot stop you doing, which is singing every episode.
1: you started last no, time,
0: no, no, I did not.
1: Oh, you're such a liar.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, so the, the idea you is. We were going is that to,
1: ha- to rant, so. No, hang uh, on, wait a people... minute. We haven't
0: finished talking about the cultural exchange yet because you went oh, off on yeah. a, so you, you, you went off on a tangent. Like, honest to God, trying to reel you in is <laughs> like, it's like trying to catch a sturgeon <laughs> with a pencil. And a piece of string tied to the end of it. That's what, the, You're that's what this is. you the one is. who
1: asked me what movie I was too old to watch.
0: Yeah, yeah. I noticed you didn't return that that question, by the way. You didn't volley that back. So, anyway, the movie that I was too young to watch... When I was young, was there?
1: It is. He asks the question because he wants to answer it.
0: Damn right I do. I want to tell this story, <laughs> and you've just been, you've just been <laughs> waffling on about the sound of music, you know, for the past <laughs> ten minutes. Like, oh, about yeah. I didn't understand the concept of Nazis. Okay, fine. <laughs> It doesn't matter. You know what? It doesn't matter. You'll never know. See this now? Oh,
1: I See? know what movie I was way too young to watch.
0: Oh, God. Okay, good. Okay, great.
1: Caligula.
0: Yes, yes. How old were you when you watched that?
1: I think I was about 10 or 12. Yeah,
0: okay. You were probably too young to watch that then, in that case.
1: I remember the blood just dripping from their asses. that That's my memory of that.
0: Anyway, you're listening to Brazil Nuts. <laughs> an insane journey through the world of brazilian politics
1: (laughs) oh my god oh my god you asked the question and now you're upset with the answer
0: no i just just there's 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 no way i can follow that up you just said (laughs) and i quote and i quote
1: (laughs) oh my god i'm laughing because i'm nervous
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, boy.
1: What was your movie that you, you you were too young to watch?
0: Oh, okay. Okay, good. Mine was John Carpenter's The Thing, and I watched it when I was about maybe nine years old, and oh, boy, boy, did that do a number on me for, for the long. time. No wonder you
1: have trouble sleeping.
0: Yeah, yeah. And the only thing I really remember about it is the dogs turning themselves inside. That's the only thing I really remember about ah, it. That, yeah.
1: I've never seen that movie. You've never Jesus. seen The Thing?
0: Oh, you should watch The Thing. It's a classic. It really is. It's it's.
1: I don't want to watch dogs being turned inside out.
0: Yeah, but I mean...
1: I just want... And now I want to go hug mine. Shalaya, are you okay? Okay. She's still furry.
0: That's good. I'm glad. I'm not saying it's a regular occurrence. What happens is, with the thing, is that these uh, animals and eventually people get infected with an alien parasite that actually affects them physically and changes them physically into, like, grotesque things of what they, you know, uh, of what they used to resemble, and one of which is that the dogs basically get turned inside out. Oh my
1: god, that's horrifying. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so you want to do an episode?
0: Yeah, well, no, I'm... T- t- right, no, but back to what we were talking about, which was the cultural exchange, which we never actually got round to finishing because somebody decided they wanted to talk about Caligula <laughs> and be obscene. Uh, so... Do you know, every once in a while, you shout at me, and you say, now I have to mark this episode as explicit, because I happen to have said, like, you know, oh, tits, or something like that, right? Okay? Now, what I I would just like to point out, I would just like to point out, that this time around, this one's on you, okay? Not me, this one is definitely on you.
1: I have given up. And I just mark every single of our episodes as explicit Mm. because we just curse and talk about things that children should not have to listen to. Definitely
0: this week. You've covered that all by
1: yourself. Or at least should be something that their parents decide if they're listening to or not. As a non-parent, I understand that that is up to you all to decide.
0: Mm -hmm. So if you're okay with little sally listening to graphic details of anal penetration then then by all means check us out
1: the problem is that were they were being raped they were being raped it's not just you know they weren't having sex
0: no i know yeah okay good well i'm glad we've i'm glad we clarified that for little sally to go and tell all her classmates about <laughs>
1: Anyway, we're going to talk about Central Station.
0: Yes, that's right. Yeah, we're going to talk about Central Station and... And Zulu. And we're going to talk about Zulu. That's right. And the idea is is that we're announcing this now, so if y'all want to actually join in in this fun experiment, we're going to watch both movies this week. So we're going to watch Central Station and also Zulu, both of us are, independently from each other. Mostly because one of us lives in Brazil, which quite frankly is ridiculous. Uh, so. Excuse me. Well, I'm just saying.
1: Xenophobic. So we are going to watch Central Station and Zulu Mm -hmm. and we are going to talk about it. So if you guys want to also watch it, so you could, you know, yell at us because we won't be able to hear you, but you'll be hearing us and going, and you guys can go, no, the two of you are wrong. Then watch them as well.
0: Okay, yeah. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to watch Zulu and Central Station to- not together independently this week. And then we'll come back on here and talk about it. And it will take the form of Larissa will claim that Zulu is not great. And I will tell her exactly why she's wrong. And that's, that's, that's what will happen. Yeah. Anyway, what are we talking about today?
1: today we are doing another state of your neck
0: yay back by popular demand this is our way of of giving back to you our audience
1: <laughs> but since the last one I had like a story that needed to be told specific this time I was like okay what am I going to research about Amapa since we're doing this alphabetically
0: sorry this one's this state is called Amapa Amapa. 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 That's better. But was it. It just. Was it right?
1: No, it. No.
0: (laughs) I hate this. I hate this so much. (laughs) I hate this. So
1: there's an accent at the last A, so it sounds stronger than the others. Amapa. So you go. Ah. Oh no, wait, that's. Ma. Pa.
0: Amapa. (laughs) Okay. Okay, fine. Right. You know what? Right.
1: Um, anyway, Amapá is also in the north, Uh-huh. and its capital is Macapá.
0: Mm, no.
1: <laughs> but what happened was, uh, since there wasn't like an Amapá purchase for me to research and, you know, have a specific story about, I was researching a whole bunch of different stuff, and now I feel like the Acre episode needs an addendum or something. Don't look at me like that. Oh, right. It's just because there's a bunch of cool stuff that I have never heard about and that I'm sure I'm ACRI also has. So, basic stuff being stated. The estimated population, it's about 838,000 people.
0: Like what you did there. Stated. Huh, I got it. I got it. Yeah.
1: Estimated.
0: No, no, no. You said uh, basic stuff to be stated at the beginning.
1: Oh, Jesus!
0: What? What? No, it was good. It was good. It was solid work.
1: I, I wasn't trying to pun.
0: Punage. It's good. I liked it. So. Okay.
1: Eight hundred and thirty-eight thousand people, which makes it the twenty-sixth state in the country in terms of size of population. So it's not a lot of.
0: Out of how many? People. How many states? Are oh, there
1: twenty seven?
0: Okay, right. So that that's pretty that's pretty low down in the uh, in the table.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So the demographic density is four point seven people per kilometer squared. So it makes it the twenty third in the in the country in terms of demographic density.
0: Hang on, how much?
1: So per each kilometer squared. Yeah. There are about four. Point seven people. So there are five people in each kilometer square. Okay,
0: but that means that there's no one anywhere. You can go for <laughs> miles without seeing another person who isn't related to you directly.
1: So if, so if you have an idea, there was a, an interesting anecdote. In 1790, they did a census in the city of Macapá, and there was about... 2,532 people there in 1790. And in 29 years, when they recounted, there was only an increase of 18 people.
0: Blinking Nora! What? Did everybody leave? What happened?
1: No! It was just… the city didn't <laughs> it's just, grow. It's just,
0: it's just… you know what? We're happy with what we've got. I'll be honest with you. <laughs>
1: and it was the height of the rubber cycle which i've mentioned before yes when latex was found and you know so it's an interesting thing it was just occupying this region of brazil was never of a lot of interest because you know dense forest uh you don't have a lot of access to the ocean although amapá itself does have a seaside so it is on the Atlantic Ocean.
0: Mm-hmm. And there's tumbleweeds there that just bathe all day long. They set up their own stalls. It's lovely.
1: There are actually no tumbleweeds because like 70% of Amapai is the Amazon rainforest. <laughs>
0: Oh, right. Well, that explains, then, in that case, why there's nobody there. (laughs) That makes much more sense. Right. You should have led with that, honestly, rather than just go, oh, yeah, no, it's this vast, empty wasteland where there's burning bins around every corner and it's apocalyptic nightmare. No, it just turns out that there's nobody there because most of it is trees. There you go. That's fine.
1: Anyway, the thing is, Brazil, when it was being colonized and urbanized, People focused on the southeast a lot and the seaside and the coast. And so most of the Brazilian population, and we've talked about this in the stereotypes episode, is in these areas. So you're going to find a huge population in Sao Paulo, Rio de Janeiro, Salvador, Belo Horizonte, which is where I live, mm-hmm. and in the seaside, in the coastal area.
0: Oh, and I then when you like to be travel further. <laughs> No, I do like to be beside the sea.
1: See, you're the one who starts singing.
0: But that's because you said seaside. And every time anybody says the word (laughs) seaside, that's the first thing that comes to my head is I do like to be beside the seaside. Anyway.
1: When you travel inwards to inside the country, then it's going to have less people. And the less people it has, the less urbanized it becomes, and the less interest the country has in developing these areas and the less, it, it's a vicious cycle that people just don't want to go there because there's nothing there. So but there's nothing
0: there because people don't go there.
1: Exactly. Macapá is a larger town in being the capital, mm-hmm. but as opposed to Minas Gerais and Sao Paulo, which has a lot of larger in mid-sized cities, it has one big city and then a bunch of smaller cities. Mm. So the average income is two thousand seven hundred hais mm. for a family. Okay, but per capita, it's about nine hundred hais. Okay, now so it's the twenty-second in the country. So it is a poor state. Yeah,
0: I was going to say that doesn't sound like an awful lot, if I'm honest. Yeah. Yeah.
1: However, the uh, human development index is 0.7. So it is not terrible. So it's not a terrible human development index, but essentially it's just that most people have access to the basic necessities because everybody has access to the same things. Mm-hmm. The area it occupies within the country is 142,000 kilometers squared, making it the 18th largest state. Okay. And the GDP...
0: I don't know what you heard about me, but you can't <laughs> get a dollar out of me. Something, something else as well. Because I'm a mother-flippin' GDP. That's a GDP song there for you. You'll never believe, but it's based on it's based on a hit record by... Fifty cent. Mm.
1: The GDP for the state is fifteen billion. Hey Right. Making it the twenty-fifth in, in the country.
0: Okay, so that would be how? Where?
1: Hang on, I'm calculating it for you because I know our currency ma- drives you a little crazy.
0: Your currency makes no sense at all whatsoever. It could just how be does num-
1: it? It's just currency. It's just numbers. All currency is just numbers. It's two billion pounds.
0: Right, okay. That's quite a lot for, for 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 what is potentially a small state. Is it not? Or is it... I don't know. Well, no, it's know. the I
1: 25th work. in the country.
0: Okay, out of 27. Seven,
1: yeah. Ah,
0: oh, see that? See that? That's information you've said that's gone right into my noggin. Yeah. 27. Finally. Yeah.
1: So, there are... What? I've said that there are 27 thousands of times. There are a lot of theories as to what the name means as to what amapa means my favorite it comes from to from the language tupi from the tupi language which is mm-hmm. a general language branch for a lot of the indigenous ethnicities that we have in brazil and essentially yep. it would mean the place of the rain mm-hmm. but it is also used to identify the tree w- from which latex is extracted so One thing that I did get wrong, and I guess most Brazilians get wrong from about this, is that it was actually, it became a state in 1988, which means it became a state after Acre, which most people think was the state that became a state last.
0: Right. So just to clarify this then in that case, because we've recorded this podcast for a long time now, we've been doing this for a good couple of months, and every time the word ACRI comes up, we have a different date of when it's actually become a state. So, no,
1: no, no. the date for ACRI is right. The thing is, Amapá was part of the state of Para, and it became a territory in 1943, and it only became a state with the federal constitution of 1988.
0: Okay. So, just to clarify, so that we can put this to rest once and for all, and I never have to re-edit <laughs> another podcast three days after I finished editing it because you've suddenly found out that the dates are not what everybody thinks they are. When did Acri become a state? It was nineteen sixty
1: seven, if I'm not mistaken.
0: And Amapa became a state in nineteen eighty eight. Cool, good accent. So there you go, folks. That is officially, officially the date that they became states. If they're wrong, then they'll have to change them themselves. Because quite frankly, I'm not going back into this <laughs> again. I think it became happening.
1: kind of an urban legend thing of Acre, you know, be- being the last state to join the union. Because- is
0: that is that because Acre is kind of like a whipping boy for the rest of the yeah. rest of Brazilian state. I think
1: so. It's just weird. I don't know if because it was bought, because Amapá was a part of the country. It was just, you know, it was just dismembered from a different state, which is going to take forever until we get to Pará, because, you know, it's in the P's and we're going in an alphabetical order.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is like, this is like what happened with the counties of Wales, for example, where the counties of Wales were divided up, you know, relatively recently. Swansea itself... Is now its own county. It's the city and county of Swansea, okay. uh, but it used to be. It used to be part of a county called West Glamorgan.
1: West Glamorgan.
0: West Glamorgan.
1: And you say my language is hard.
0: No, that's easy. It's west. West. Yeah. Gla. Gla. Morgan.
1: Morgan. Oh, yeah, like morning in Swedish or Norwegian.
0: Sure. Why not? Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. So Makapá. The capital, Um, it has the moniker of capital of the center of the world because the equator runs right through it, so it has a monument right at the exact spot. However, there are other cities in the world that have the equator running right through it, including one in Ecuador, Okay. and the one in Ecuador does claim the same title.
0: Okay, but does the one in Ecuador... Have a little line drawn on the ground <laughs> where you can like jump over it and go, ah, ha, 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 I'm in the north, and then jump out and go, ah, ha, 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 I'm in the yes, south. Yes,
1: it does have a monument as well.
0: Oh, oh, okay. All so right, there
1: then. are other large cities. I, I don't know if it's because Macapai's is the only like capital, but it's not like a, a, a national capital, it's just a state capital.
0: So, how uh, does it have, out of curiosity, is there like a little booth? Anywhere on that, near okay. that monument with people who will, you know, take your photo when you're like hopping back and forth?
1: No, I'm guessing tourists do it. I did it when I was in Greenwich.
0: This is a money-making idea, is what I'm saying, is that what we should do is set up a little booth near that monument and just offer to take photos of tourists who were hopping back and forth.
1: So I don't think there are that many tourists...
0: Sell souvenirs.
1: Going to Amapa, considering I never went myself. And one of the things that I read about it, and I didn't I haven't checked to be sure, but I read somewhere that Macapa is the only state capital that doesn't have a highway linking it to another state capital. So you see it's our northernmost state, so it does have some of it is in is in the northern hemisphere even. Mm-hmm. It is pretty far from everybody else. And it, I, I don't know how big the tourism scene is up there.
0: Okay, right. So what you're saying is, is that first we need to get a job with the Macapá tourism board <laughs> and whip whip them into shape. And I then... would
1: say that people thinking of building a business could, you know, I, I have... Cash and I want to make my own business. I want to go into the hotel industry, hostels in Brazil. Yes, because traveling in Brazil as a single person, as one individual, very expensive because you have to get a hotel room because there are very few hostels. That we don't really have that culture, so you know that is an opportunity there. So I've mentioned that. Seventy percent of the state is Amazon rainforest. Alternatively, three percent of the Amazon rainforest is in Amapa. So
0: Okay. It's
1: actually not that much of the rainforest.
0: Right, just to quantify that in that case, does that mean that the rainforest itself is gigantic or yes. the Okay. Right.
1: That's but the most okay. part most of it is in Para and Amazonas, mm-hmm. which will be probably okay. our next state. Okay. So it houses, but it houses almost all Brazilian biomes. So it has the rainforest, it has Cerrado, it has manguezal, it has transition forests, so a lot of it can be found there, which is pretty cool. One cool thing that I found was that uh, one city was founded by bringing uh, Portuguese colonizers that were in Morocco And they were just all completely just transported to Amapá and just, like, build a city here. And they kept the name that they had in their city in Morocco, which is Mazagão.
0: Oh, cool.
1: Yeah. So they were fleeing from the Moors who were attacking them, rightly, Mm -hmm. because, you know, Portuguese colonization. And because the Amazon area needed occupation, also fucking colonizers... They decided to do that, you know, transposition. Now, I checked for pictures. I was like, yay, maybe there's some, you know, Moroccan architecture that I've never heard about. And no, it's just regular Portuguese colonial architecture. I mean, it's cool if you've never seen it, but I have it right here. Not in my city. Belo Horizonte was not a colonial city, but I can drive a couple of hours, a couple of hours and just see it right there so the state has a huge fortress because there are a lot of french incursions as well as british and dutch because there's been mining in the region since the 16th century so there you can find gold iron chrome manganese kaolin sand pebble gravel clay and there's potential for niobium tantalum and titanium and niobium is what we have in optic fibers and almost all of it can be found in brazil and we pretty much give it away. Okay! Yeah, Yeah. this is something that actually really pisses me off, the Niobian thing. Really?
0: Okay.
1: We can do an episode on this. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: Alright, good.
1: But this is actually, there is a funny aspect to this French thing, because at some point they try to found a republic there in Amapá, in a little region of Amapá, and they call it the Republic of Kunani, which is the name of a fish there and it was it wasn't even recognized by the french um so they did it once in 1885 and they were led by this guy um named Ju- they weren't led by Jules Gross, but he was put as the the president like the lifetime president of this republic and they even have like stamps and coins which re- like recently there's a book made by the senate by the brazilian senate um publisher because they managed to find the stamps so there's a book telling the story and with all the stamps and it's a free ebook and so when we have our website up and running we can put the ebook there for everybody to download and see so they were mostly doing that as a joke in 1893 when they found gold then things got a little here and in 1902 this dude named brisette tried to get the second republic but then the plan was foiled.
0: Dang on. So what you're saying is, is that everybody was like, ah, yeah, no, we'll just we'll call it a little bit of France and it'll be fine, and everybody <laughs> will be, you know, you know, happy with that. But it's a bit of a, it's just a lull, really. That's all yeah. it is, you know, you know, ooh, ruffle. And then they found gold. <laughs> yeah. And and everybody was suddenly like,
1: oh, boss, yeah.
0: No, actually, this is France now. This is this is this is where we are. This is France.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: That's that's French gold, you can tell because it's wearing a beret.
1: <laughs>
0: and we're claiming that and we're taking it back to Gay Paris <laughs> where we'll exchange it for a lovely bit of pastry probably because that that's yeah. that's French pastry is amazing. My point is is that is that yeah. Yeah, his, his, plan, his
1: plan was spoiled, it was, uh, he was told on, and the Brazilians came and, you know, put him off. Anyway.
0: How did they do that?
1: I, I don't know. I researched a lot of things. There was like, I think that he was arrested or something. Oh, okay. It, it doesn't have like a big woohoo ending to the story.
0: Oh, that's a shame, actually.
1: Yeah, somebody just betrayed him. Said, oh, he's trying to do this. Oh, fuck him. And they just took him.
0: Oh, that's a shame. I would have loved to see. Now, this is the kind of story that I would I would have drilled down into and been <laughs> like, yes, no, let's learn more about this insane idea of turning some of turning a tiny part of Brazil into France.
1: I wanted to, but I didn't have any more time. This is one of the last things on on my research, you know, time mm. cycle thing. One thing that's really cool about La Mapa. Is that is the only state that has demarcated all of its indigenous lands. Okay. So in the federal constitution of 88, it stated that all the states had five years to demarcate its indigenous lands. Only Amapá has done so thus mm-hmm. far. So, okay. the, so since 88, 1988, so, until 2020, only one state has done this.
0: So what we're saying is, is that When that happened, everybody did that thing where it was like, step forward, who's going to be the first state to actually do this? And all the other states took a step back, apart from Amapa, they were all standing in the line, and all the other states took a step back, and Amapa was like, oh, dude, seriously?
1: (laughs) Um, So they have five different indigenous ethnicities present, and they all Mm -hmm. get to live and their demarcated lands which is which cool.
0: is awesome actually yeah, that's it's very that's, awesome. that's really cool but seriously the rest of brazilian states you you really do need to pull your fucking finger out honestly
1: yeah so 8% 8.6% of amapa is demarcated indigenous lands right and mm-hmm. they have a quite comparing to how much indigenous people are in brazil they do have a large Population of indigenous people Mm -hmm. is about 5,000 people, Mm -hmm. but not in comparison to other states. So, other states have much larger indigenous populations and they have to demarcate way higher percentages. They are also in states that have uh, more mining and more, way more agribusiness industries. So, these are people who are trying to remove indigenous people so they can um take the forest away and plant soy pretty much
0: yeah yeah and use the land as resource for other things such yeah. as yeah farming so, and so on
1: their t- tactics are gang rape murder and just all out constant attack both you know judicial and extreme violence against these people against indigenous people. Okay. So to get the lands demarcated, you need political will. You need politicians and bureaucrats to do the right thing. Instead, what they do is they cater to the lobbies because we talked about this last episode, how it was great that there were people working towards getting more black people elected but I wanted to get more indigenous people elected because their yeah. voices are not being heard. So when you don't have a diverse representation, when people's voices are not being heard, when they don't have representation, you just don't get their interest being advocated for. So most people in Brazil don't even know that this is happening and they don't believe that this is happening. So my aunt once was uh, repeating something that Bolsonaro said about their indigenous people having enough land to compare to the size of the entire region of the Southeast, which is a lie. Mm. But she believed hook, line and sinker. And when I tried to explain it to her otherwise and told her, this is what I work with. I research this kind of thing. She wouldn't take my word for it. Mm. So the people who are governors and state legislators and mayors of these places, city councilors, they are mostly in with these lobbies. These are the ones that are paying for them to be elected. They are very much similar to Bolsonaro. Sometimes we have cases of governors in the Midwest importing guns from other countries that are bordering with Brazil in order to kill indigenous people. So that's why other lands haven't been demarcated because it is an all-out war against indigenous people and it has been since the Portuguese first landed. So there is on Netflix, and I don't know if it is in other countries, but on Brazilian Netflix, there is a documentary called The Brazilian Wars. And the first one is about the attack on indigenous people. And they talk about it as being something that is current and that has never stopped. And as I mentioned in another episode, an indigenous person that I met, she talks about Brazil as a country that isn't hers, which is something that I understand. From her point of view, Brazilians are people who attack her people and kill her people. So she would say when Brazilians come to the village. So that's what she said to me. And I was like, oh, fuck. That was a punch in the gut moment. And I was very grateful she agreed to come into our panel because she doesn't have to. She is she shouldn't have to keep educating us. Anyway, so one thing that archaeologists have been researching that they found they they keep finding stuff in Amapa, but there isn't enough interest. What?
0: Is it Is it a tomb with a huge boulder that is sprung by a booby trap that you then have to run away from. No. And you almost lose your hat. And you're no. like, oh, I, ju- I just need to get my hat. No. And then you just get your hat at the very last second. No. Uh, before the... No? No. no.
1: Okay. It's not Indiana Jones.
0: Is it a pit full of snakes?
1: No. Anyway. Okay. There isn't enough archaeological interest
0: I hate snakes.
1: In Amapá even though there are so there's so much archaeological evidence and so much archaeolo- so many archaeological sites that can be investigated. Now mm-hmm. what was found in the 50s and never really researched until recently until now like 2006 is what w- became known as the stonehenge of Amapá. So they oh, wow. found cool. yeah, they found 127 rocks, like huge rocks in a circular disposition on top of a hill and it leads to people thinking that it is an observatory from about a thousand years ago Wow! because they've observed it over the years and the largest of the stones on tw- December 21st, which is the equinox, mm-hmm. doesn't cast a shadow. So, that's wow. when the sun is, you know, directly on top of it, so it doesn't cast a shadow. So they think it is for astronomical observations. So it's really cool. And there are a bunch of other, you know, archaeological things that are interesting and that will eventually, I'm going to put all of this research that I saw on our future website, which is almost ready. Well, last but not least, and I really wanted to close down with
0: this. So. Just to, yeah. just to clarify with that, then, in that case, the um, you're saying that that hasn't been...
1: Well, it is investigated, but there yeah. is a, one particular couple of archaeologists that does the investigation, that does research there, but mm-hmm. as far as I can tell, it's not enough. There's not enough archaeologists that are going to Amapá and just, as far as... I can tell, and that I saw from their research, most of it is preventative archaeology. So they're just preserving things, and rather than actually
0: investigating them and studying them, dating
1: somewhere. them, and yeah. 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 And so, okay.
0: All right. so what you're saying is really is that Amapá is the, the, a land of untapped potential. Yes. In regards to uh, not only history and culture and so on but also as well stalls in Macapá that you could make money off by taking photos of tourists jumping (laughs) up and down between the northern hemisphere and the southern hemisphere
1: Uh, one yeah and one cool thing because you can do that and you can also do other things because one cool thing that being in a huge country uh gives you is the potential to have so many typical foods Mm -hmm. um so acai which is famous around the world comes from the northern area of brazil and we all eat it in one way here in the southeast i mean i don't i don't really like acai but yeah i'm sorry
0: that's you're letting your own side down there you know i I know
1: but in the north they eat it as a broth rather than like a sweet thing that is cold Mm. And they eat it with manjaca flour and fish and red meat, which is so different and cool. And they have in their diet a lot of shrimp because they're in the Atlantic Ocean and a lot of fish, which is super cool. They have a particular drink that I want to try, which is called ginger beer, which sounds like ginger beer, but it's not ginger beer.
0: It's not no, ginger beer. What you just said, what you just said was ginger beer. I knew
1: you were going to say that. So they use cachaca, water, mm-hmm. sugar, mm-hmm. and ginger mm-hmm.
0: to make ginger beer.
1: No, to make the this drink called jengibre.
0: Yeah, which is ginger beer. Yeah. Uh, do you know what gives? Do you know what gives it away?
1: What? Ginger.
0: The is that one of the ingredients is in fact ginger.
1: <laughs> anyway, it is very common. And the rodas de marabaixo. Now those are those are actually a immaterial heritage of Brazil, which is a typical dance that exists in Amapá. It comes together with some folkloric rituals of Catholic and African rituals. And so it's this beautiful dance. They have particular fabrics that they use and typical skirts. And it's just really cool and they have It is an homage to the black people who were enslaved and came to Brazil and lost their lives. Uh, However, they do suffer a lot of prejudice, even though they include, it is very syncretic, and they include a lot of Catholic traditions. They have a lot of opposition from Christian religions, including Catholicism. So if you're ever in Brazil and you're ever going to Amapá, look for to, to see some marabacho, Have some steamed shrimp, some tacacá. The original fruits, which are very different from what you might have heard about Brazil, uh, because these are not very famous and they're not, you know, very easy to transport. And I mean, there was one thing that was really funny that happened recently. So Macapá... Has a population of about five hundred thousand people. Uh, mm-hmm. It's uh, women outnumber men by about forty thousand. And oddly enough, this did not stop about fifteen men from fighting over a blow-up doll a few weeks ago. And they hang were on. they were in a club.
0: Hang on, hang on, <laughs> hang on. I'm sorry you you'll have to you'll have to. You'll have to repeat that (laughs) for those (laughs) of us in the back who weren't expecting this story to take that much of a turn. So 15 men were fighting over...
1: From what I saw in the video, yeah, it was about 15. There is a video. One of the men bought the blow-up doll from the nightclub they were in.
0: Okay, whoa, 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 stop. Again. (laughs) You can buy blow-up dolls in Brazilian nightclubs?
1: I not where I am.
0: Okay, all right.
1: And not in any nightclubs I've ever been to. And so okay, he bought. So
0: when we're saying this is a nightclub, are we saying it's a nightclub or are we saying it's a nightclub?
1: I don't know. Anyway,
0: you know the kind where you've got to go and open a pair of curtains and sit on a stool and put a coin in the meter. Oh
1: my God. And he was supposed to leave with it, but it, before he left, the other men were apparently stroking it way too much and he started getting jealous or, you know, pissed off that they were ruining his property. And. Stop
0: touching my imaginary girlfriend.
1: And just an entire brawl went out into the street and was captured on camera of these guys fighting with a blow-up doll in the middle of it, like the guy was holding it. So, I just, you know, I don't want to embarrass the state of Amapá, but the story is way too good not to tell it. I want to go to Amapá someday, I want to see the Stonehenge of Amapá, I want to eat some takaká, I want to Mm -hmm. have some gengibirra, I want to see a marabáshu circle but this is just too ridiculous not to mention. Right. What well, so
0: <laughs> What you're saying is that this this person bought the blow-up doll that night. It wasn't even like, you know, a blow-up doll that was close to him that he'd had many a pleasant <laughs> evening
1: with. I guess it was on display there as okay. decoration maybe. I don't know.
0: He takes one look at this blow-up doll and goes, ah, "That's that's the one for me. My single days are over. I can now settle down quite happily with. I'm just gonna call her Sharon." <laughs> Him and Sharon having a lovely evening. Yeah. All of a sudden, bunch of other dudes start getting leery, and he's like, "Are you looking at my blow-up doll?" And they're like, yes, it's a blow-up doll. Stop being so precious about it. It's <laughs> fine. We're just having a bit of a laugh. And then wow. he said, no, you best watch it, fella. And this then led it to a massive brawl.
1: Yes, massive.
0: That is completely bonkers. And but it I is a it. massive brawl.
1: It. You know that scene in Bridget Jones where um, they, they, Hugh Grant... And the I have, Colin Firth, Hugh Grant and Colin Firth fight, but they do a fight that is like an actual, what people actually fight like. And they're just slapping and trying to kick each other. So it's kind of yeah, like mostly that.
0: hugging and rolling around. Yeah. No, yeah. but
1: not in the first movie, in the second movie. And they're, okay. they're just flailing about. So it's like 50 yeah. guys just flailing about with a blow-up doll. And it's very ridiculous and hilarious. And last but not least, the news that we all have to give, I guess. Um, there have been 46, almost 47,000 cases of COVID in Amapá. Mm-hmm. Which means 55 cases per 1,000 people mm-hmm. and 691 deaths. So, yeah. That is an overview of the state of Amapá, which I do hope to visit someday. And it sounds like it's really interesting and beautiful and kind of weird. Not that mine isn't, I'm just used to mine.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think what we're going to find as we go through this is that all Brazilian states are kind of weird. uh, And that's the beautiful thing about them, really.
1: Yeah, I think so. But I mean... Uh, this one just fell into my lap. The story about the blow up doll. I don't think I'm gonna find other things like this as we continue doing this series.
0: Dude, dude, dude right? Some guy tried to claim that part of this state belonged to France.
1: Yes. No, it, it wasn't, he, was, uh, he wasn't trying to claim it for France.
0: Mm.
1: He was just claiming it as a new republic. Republic of Kunani.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: But he yeah. does. But a
0: French republic.
1: Yeah, he was right. He wrote it uh, in the manifesto at the bottom, "People of France." But it wasn't meant to be French, so much so that the French, the French, did not acknowledge it. It's just a crazy story.
0: Exactly. In that case.
1: Anyway, yes, we are done. I would like to again point out, I have never heard of like 95% of these things, mm-hmm. which is atrocious. So it's very upsetting. And once we get our website up and running, all of it will be in our show notes and people will be able to see in like the video of Am- Amara Basha Circle. And I'm very excited about that. Yay!
0: So, for those of you playing along with your Brazil Nuts Bingo cards, uh, that is the third time that Larissa has plugged our non-existent website.
1: Shut up! I'm excited!
0: I know, I know, I know, but it's not up and running yet. That's my point.
1: I'm trying to get people excited for when it is up and running.
0: Ah, uh, I see. Okay. Advertising. Nice. Yes, I like it. Yeah. That's the name yeah. of the Marketing.
1: game, Davis.
0: Alright, okay. Okay. okay,
1: so I hope you don't have any other questions because I—that's I, my knowledge.
0: We're out of time. Much like Chris O'Donnell on that late-night talk show. On his name career at the moment. <laughs> much like Chris O'Donnell's career
1: <laughs> is out of time. Oh my god, that was so mean.
0: That was terribly mean to poor Chris O'Donnell.
1: I feel awful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, now you know what he's gonna do. He's gonna listen to this, right? He's gonna listen to this when it's released, and he'll be heartbroken. He'll be sitting there going, "You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put on my favorite podcast, Brazil Nuts. I'm gonna sit there, I'm gonna listen to this while I sip a, you know, a dry martini after a hard day's work, not filming Law and Order because that's not the show I'm in apparently. <laughs> And then I'm going to hear, he's going to sit there and he's going to be happy and he's going to be content and relaxed. And then all of a sudden he's going to, he's going to hear the most vicious burn from, (laughs) from the voice he trusts most in podcast land.
1: (laughs) You're so mean to me.
0: You know, Chris O'Donnell. If it's worth, if you are listening, Chris, uh, this isn't me speaking. This is all Larissa. I think you're a fantastic. Bitch. Actor.
1: Zalea is not happy with you.
0: Except in Batman and Robin, obviously, (laughs) because... Okay, anyway, we'd like to thank you all for listening, uh, especially Chris O'Donnell.
1: (laughs) Yes, everyone, thank you for listening every week. We love you all so much. You are the highlight. I would say our week, but no, I check the numbers every day. So you are the highlight of my day.
0: Yes. Yes, you are. You are very much the highlight of Larissa's day. I don't check the numbers ever, so I don't really know how many of you there are. But I'm sure you're all fantastic and lovely, and we do genuinely love you all. Remember, you can follow us, subscribe, and do all that fantastic stuff. Where we at, yo?
1: At Brazil Nuts Pied.
0: Boom. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. And all that remains to be said is, once again, have a fantastic week. Uh, we do love you all. Take care of yourselves and each other. And good night and God bless.
1: Stay safe. Stay at home. We love you.
0: Bye. Bye.
1: Bye. The is... Yep.
0: 142,470
1: kilometers squared.
0: Yeah, I know. Jalea Making just it- said that.
1: Yeah, exactly, yeah. I'm just translating
0: it Right, okay, but we all heard it so it doesn't. you don't have
1: to <laughs> Not everybody speaks dog Don't be so elitist No, I'm,
0: I'm sorry, I'm sorry for our non-dog speaking listeners out there <laughs> Brazil Nuts is an effort by Larissa Peixoto and Garrett Davis We'd like to thank Buster Zalinski for our graphic design, we'd also like to thank the Essential Workers for keeping us safe, and you Our listeners, you are brilliant and beautiful. Like that Rihanna song. You know the one. No, not Diamonds in the Sky. Umbrella. That's what you are. You're practical, great in the rain. Thank you for listening. Okay. I noticed you did the countdown, by the way.
1: (laughs) What is wrong with me doing the countdown?
0: Well, there's nothing wrong with you doing the countdown, but you didn't even bother asking if I wanted to do it. You were just like, oh, we're doing a <laughs> countdown. Great. Three, two, one. Boom.
1: Oh, my God. Because I knew you were ready and you, you were waiting for me. So I was just showing you that I... Oh, my God. You were so sensitive about the whole countdown thing.
0: I'm not saying you're a control freak. I'm just I, saying. I'm not saying
1: I'm not. Boom. Boom! Destroyed your argument in your face!
0: Oh, we forgot to talk about criminal!